Jesus, Jesus, Jesus likes girls. Jesus, 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 Jesus likes girls. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus likes girls. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Jesus Likes Girls. I'm Zena. I'm Shay. Okay. Um, Christian parenting. You just want to jump in right to that? You don't want to talk about life at all? <laughs> You're like, here it is. Where's your ruler? Slap your hand. Check. <laughs> I was probably just reminding myself, what am I here to talk about? Well, we're it's summer, yeah. so it's like vacation mode. A little bit. But we both work. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like when we were stay-at-home moms, summer was a whole different animal. You know, True. and our kids were younger and needed our attention all the time. Like they're running around the house. It's hot out. We're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Go to the beach, go to the pool, play a game, go for a bike ride, go for a walk, do chores. Now it's just like everybody's their own adult. Right. Doing their own thing. Right. And it's so like, we're like, you check in, you're like, what's your day like today? And they have plans and. Without us. It's very different now than it was in the early years of parenting. And I'm just kind of like, my brain a little tired I think dude my brain is so tired I'm surprised I can talk to be <laughs> honest <laughs> like body and brain I'm just kind of coasting well here in Michigan we had floods recently that FEMA actually declared a natural disaster yeah so I'm still recovering from the disaster and it's pouring rain outside so I'm a little distracted yeah because I'm literally like I threw away a large portion of my possessions which, by the way, I've been meaning to give you all a bunch of alcohol that I found in my basement that I don't oh, drink yeah, anymore. I remember so you mentioned that. Now it's getting rained on, <sighs> sitting outside. <laughs> Damn it. Those glass bottles are going to get wet. <laughs> the pickers went right over that stuff. What? Yeah, it was kind of like, you're really missing the booty. It was they... in the trash? Yeah. And they didn't take There's it? There's a whole wooden, beautiful wooden vintage crate that got soaked in sewage water. Ugh. And it's full of alcohol. Damn it. Yeah, they they had no interest. Huh. But they took my broken lawnmower. Like, what? Because it was metal, you know, the scrappers yeah. came through. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit distracted. That pouring rain, I'm just, I literally have post-traumatic stress disorder about this. I'm just like. That makes sense. Uh, uh, uh. That makes sense. What are we going to talk about? Jesus? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Give me a miracle. No more rain. Please. <laughs> what is with all the rain? I don't know. I got out of yoga today and it was pouring and so i just put my yoga mat over myself <laughs> like a tent and walked to my car i was like i bet this is what the ancient yogis did <laughs> that's what i was thinking <laughs> multi-purpose with their lululemon mats with matt i don't even know where i got this mat my good mat got donated during covid because i left it at the studio oh yeah what is this fly why is there know. a fly in my basement? Honestly, I feel like the plagues are happening right now. <laughs> I honestly do too. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, you know, the Christian right always tends to think like God doing this is like a judgment against uh, sinners. Sinners, But I think it's actually the opposite. I think it's God's judgment against the Christians. Well, they're the sinners. Right. Really. But they don't see it that way. And God is trying to change them. And it's like, let my people go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think he just pissed off a lot of theologians. 
Well, that's, that's what we do here at <laughs> Jesus Likes Girls. Hey, speaking of, rate, review, and subscribe. Oh my gosh. I we just can't. We have to do that. We have to push it. Because if you rate, review, and subscribe, it moves us up the ladder ladder of podcast success uh maybe but it, it definitely might get us more attention if we're, we're starting to get some attention a little bit and you know some the common thread is people are uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> which we heavily anticipated i don't think yes. we've seen the full fury yet for sure but yes yes christians don't like people talking about christians no they don't and they definitely don't like hearing us fuck up theology mm. which is their interpretation of what we're doing some people you know yeah but i've gotten a couple i got one letter and it was just really simple and it said i'm listening to this while i'm driving on vacation and i'm like laughing and crying and i'm so happy that you guys are doing this and i love it i got another letter saying i love this so much but it makes me depressed because I hate the church. Mm. And yeah. I got a letter from a guy who thought I was talking about him, but it wasn't. But he was worried <laughs> that I was. And he wanted to apologize mm. and be like, I was a jerk. And I was like, dude, it's not you. And I'm sorry I caused you stress. This fly oh, is yeah, driving me insane. It's driving me crazy, too. Okay, it makes me feel it. like what? I like they're like we really are in the plagues, maybe. <sighs> It's Partially a, because I am so ridden with mosquito bites. I have so many bites on my feet. <sighs> so today we're going to talk about parenting. Woohoo! I don't feel like woohoo. I feel like boohoo. Parenting. I we, love we being both a parent. Lack energy today, and when we think about parenting, we both sort of deflate. Yeah, because it's a really heavy subject to talk about the church and parenting. Blah. It's so oppressive, and it's actually depressing. The church takes a really large stance on having your children controlled and in in order. They really do. And we and have they, some interesting things to share about it. They have, like, they use a lot of biblical references, like mm -hmm. train up your child in the way they should go. When they're old, they won't depart from it. I mean, I based my parenting largely on that scripture. Wow. Because I, I followed the teachings of the pearls. Okay. They came out with a book and they had a ministry about disciplining and correcting your children. Yeah. Raising them with yeah. order. And the pearls, just for some background story, are some crazy, hick-ass motherfuckers. Way out in, like, who knows where. I don't know. Living in a trailer park, I believe. No, they don't. No. But they have a house. But they are backwoods. <laughs> they are country bumpkins. They, they are, like... They're all about living on the land, living off the land, and they're about, like, really, they have embraced an Amish like Mennonite lifestyle but they're non-denominational Christians and he Michael Pearl is a pastor and he's like renegade on his own I think he leads a church or he did lead a church or his family was his church I don't remember I don't remember that he's a pastor it's probably true but yeah he operates like a pastor because they have a ministry I don't know that they, they have, like have an seven organized church to 12 children seven to 12 <laughs> Like they have five to fifteen kids, all with biblical names. Are they all with biblical names? I don't know. Is Shoshana in the Bible? Yes. See. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does Big. make some difference because their teaching comes out of the way they live, and that's their yeah. deal. Is like this is what we did with our kids. This is what works. Here you go. Here's our pearls of wisdom. Oh, I like what you did there. They, I think they'd say that. <laughs> 
They're all about like the jewel and the diamond and the pearl. Well, you know, one thing that was appealing, part of the reason why their teachings were really appealing to me was I was largely and still am unparented. My, my mother also was, and my dad was just kind of a fly. Oh Lord. (laughs) My dad was, um, also, he was just kind of a neglectful guy. He was a meat and potatoes kind of, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to come home, read the paper, watch Letterman, go to bed. You kids, you know, your mom will take care of you kids and all your shit. No, that was like, so anyway, so when I had children, I really wanted to be a really present parent. One of the things that always stuck out to me was like, you have to be intentional about teaching your kids to obey you because they don't know what they are dependent on your wisdom. And so Michael Pearl always used, or he didn't always use this, but it's really stuck out to me was that he talked about, they, they, uh, they use a horse and carriage to get around. In Do their, they? Yeah. Wow. I know. And so he always used this metaphor or referred to this metaphor a lot of, you know, if you don't tell your children to firmly obey you, then when there's an emergency situation and they need to obey you for this, for their own safety, that you have to be dependent on the fact that they will for their own safety. So if your kid is crossing the road in front of a horse and carriage that's speeding by, if you tell them don't walk in the road and they're committed to firm obedience, then they won't get hurt. And I always just thought, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I don't want my kids to be controlled by me like a robot, but I want them to like firmly trust and obey my my direction for their own safety. Gotcha. But, you know, that's an extreme situation. <laughs> A, there's no fucking horses and carriages going around. But there are cars. There are cars. There are buses. And so I tried my best to learn to teach my children how to obey my word. And and their belief is that you do that in love. That it's not supposed to be an anger-based technique to teach your children. But what they left out and what they what I feel like they've never really addressed is how to teach your children how to obey and also let them be individual people with their own emotions, thoughts, feelings. There's no place for that in this scenario. I remember I tried sleep training. And this is kind of what you're saying. I'm sorry, you have a hair on your face. I'm taking oh, it off. I was wondering why you're looking at me like that. Like I was a psycho. <laughs> sorry. And so, so, um, cause it's hard being up with your baby all the time. And I was like, okay, maybe babies can cry it out. And I, I literally sat outside of the door while Mazzy cried and wept. Like, I hated it. I did the same thing. So So did Matt. And it made me so stressed out that I would, like, ran in there, you know? Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. It wasn't me, you know? Yeah. And that's what it boils down to. Like, you just have to figure out what you actually want to do and have enough confidence to be like, this is okay. But how do you get that confidence? (sighs) I feel like it's trial and error, you know? You start to learn who you are as you evolve into becoming a parent because it's totally different than being a single person or a married person. Right. And hopefully you get to be friends with some other people who've done it before who have some wisdom to share with you and can say kind things like it's okay to make mistakes and to figure things out. Just love your kids well, apologize to them and move on, you know? Yeah. Well, for me, I moved out of that community into another community. Mm. Like we left that church and we relocated into a different state. And I came in um, all baby wearing and co-sleeping it up. (laughs) 
And the predominant theory of this new community was child training and the pearls. Oh, no. And so I was like, oh, you know, like mm-hmm. zero support. I, I no longer had any community that was about that. And everyone like, I mean, they were extreme. They had like tape on the floors instead of gates. Mm-hmm. And if your baby went past the tape, they got hit. And they would then learn to stop at the tape. Mm-hmm. And I was in these houses and seeing this and I was like, holy shit, like what's going on in this house? <laughs> like it it was so foreign to me, but everyone prescribed to it. And on Sundays, it was a newer church, like blanket training was happening. Babies on blankets, babies don't go off of blankets or they get hit or flicked or whatever. And so they learned to stay on the blankets. And my kids were like free range all <laughs> over the place. And one of them was Mazzy. And I, over the course of years in that community, I tried, I tried to adopt more obedience training and um, it went poorly. Mm-hmm. It went really poorly. I eventually had to, I had a moment where I was like hitting my kids with a spoon and trying to make them lay down for naps that way. And I mean, I just was so, it was, what was difficult was a neurotypical child may eventually surrender to physical punishment to do what you're asking them to do because they don't want to get physically hurt. But my daughter, she couldn't learn that lesson. It didn't work for our family. And Mm -hmm. so it was like in one of these instances, I just it just came over me really strongly that this was wrong. What I was doing was wrong and I needed to stop immediately. And so that I had to learn how to be my own parent in like a crucible of um, isolation Mm -hmm. almost because my community really did judge me and my kids because I couldn't conform and Mazzy couldn't conform. And um, so I just had to get confident and not care about their opinions and it was really hard Mm -hmm. it was actually very hard but it probably did enable me to like become less dependent on what other parents were doing or thinking and just figure out what worked for us Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's really hard to get to that point you had no other choice I had no choice. No, Mazzy is not going to be... Mazzy does not conform to any of the rules. No, she doesn't. <laughs> and that's what makes her amazing, is that she's a truly innocent soul. Yeah. And she operates in this world just trying to be happy and love other people and it hardly ever fits everybody's boxes. Yes. She's not a truly innocent soul. I mean... I mean She's a purse. She's a human being, like all the like all of us. Yes, but she has just such a an innocent quality to her, where she like has no malice. She has no anger. It's very rare. It's very rare. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some asshole kids, mine included. <laughs> and I mean, I don't mean to say like Mazzy's an angel, straight from heaven. <laughs> I've seen Mazzy slap you in the face. Yes, you have. In frustration. Yeah. But it's not out of malice or it's not out of like an intense amount of anger or something where she's trying to be a rebellious person. You know, it's just that she's frustrated and when she was younger. It was harder. Yeah. It was so much harder when she was young. I mean, she was just like dealing with someone's fully formed, strong ass will that wasn't going to (laughs) change. And you, you know, and just like having to deal with it. And it was, 
it was really hard. Yeah. You know? And for Christian circles, you just look like a bad parent. Who can't control your children. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind your other two children who are doing really well and, like, amazing people that go along and get along and they're doing great in life. But you can't control Mazzy. And I definitely could. (laughs) You know? And so it was... That's kind of how I came to uh, say fuck all y'all and middle fingers up, you know? Middle fingers up, but um, hands high. Wave them in his face. Tell Tell him, church, bye. 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 That was lame. Yeah, it was. We're we're depleted today. And talking about a really intense subject. Like, one of the most intense subjects for us. A depleting subject. Well, I think what happened for me is our kids started to get older. You know, it's it's one thing to try to implement systems to control toddlers yes. and babies that don't have their own free free thinking, yes. really. But once they start, once your children start to grow and develop their own opinions and their and their own desires that aren't rooted in just like wanting candy or wanting like some kind of self satisfaction that they crave, it's a little more complicated to just put down the same structures and expect them to work. You Right. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I think it's really traumatic for a lot of Christian young adults, like Christian teenagers. Most of the stories I heard since you and I didn't grow up in the church, mm-hmm. most, I mean, majority of the stories I heard from people who were raised Christians, and this was a huge warning lesson to me, was that they hated, they hated their experience mm-hmm. and that they rejected God because of their experience, because of the top-down authority of their teenage years Mm -hmm. and how oppressive and unlistened to, unconsidered they felt, you know, and the things that they did. And then in retrospect, looked back and were just like, I hated myself then. Or, you know, like so many young people who are raised Christian are, I don't know, they're so disillusioned by that experience from a real obedience driven household. I mean, well, I started to see behaviors in people that I knew with their children who were getting old. Yeah. And it was disturbing, you know, like punishments were being allocated that didn't seem to fit for anybody, let alone your own child. What do you mean? You know, like, like being made, like if you didn't, if there, a couple of the things that I witnessed were like, if a, if the child had a bad attitude, then they would be punished by not being able to have dinner that night, or they would be made to sit in a certain space in the house and not leave it for who knows how long, you know, to really contemplate and think on what they had done. And I just feel like that's burgeoning on abuse, Mm. you know? And I also think that, you know, one of the things that I liked about obedience training or one of the things that was appealing to me was it was not supposed to be shame based that you were supposed to be behaving in thoughtfulness and love and a quick like flick on the hand to a toddler can tell them like this isn't okay but that's then it's over it's no like long drawn out think about what you did kind of thing and Mm. so to me I thought I'm not going to be shaming my I don't want to have any part in shaming my children or having them contemplate for a long period of time what they've done wrong
wrong. I didn't mm-hmm. want any part of that. I see. And as they got older, it, it wasn't as simple. And then I started seeing people that I know who also subscribe to the same kind of philosophy really doing the opposite of what they said they were doing. I felt like they were intensely shaming their children, that they were oppressing their thoughts, feelings, or actions that didn't line up with what they were supposed to behave like. And I didn't want to be that kind of person myself, let alone turn my children into that kind of person. Yeah. So it stopped working. It stopped. Well, it changed. My children, our children changed. Right. And they were no longer like undeveloped. They had their, they were developing their own personalities and becoming their own people. And at the same time, my kids started going to a Christian private school that was all about letting them develop into their own people. Hmm. That's true. And so the things were clashing. Hmm. The philosophies were clashing and I could start to see the negative side effects of a lot of, of what myself and a lot of other like peers had been doing. And so we just, we walked away from that. Okay. And... Um, the private school that they were going to was really quite beautiful in the their philosophy of what a student is and what their purpose in and what the adult's purpose was in teaching them. It was very largely based on they're not buckets to fill with information, but they are already a person and it's our job to nurture them and lay out a broad table of things for them to enjoy and partake in and develop into who they're going to be. Yeah. And and you went with that. You you embraced that. I fully embraced it and it set me free from this burden that I felt like I had to create little Christians right? and my children to also not have to feel like they have to be a certain person to make me happy or to be a good person or to be liked by Jesus or to be a Christian. Yeah. So I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. But now they're teenagers. Well, one one of my children is an adult and the other two are teenagers. And I have since become a much more confident person in who I am as a parent and at this point I try to just hold the hold the line about what I believe is moral character <laughs> Why are and you responsible left? because Why parenting teenagers is such a shit show <laughs> And I'm, I'm like stumbling through how to encapsulate it because it's so complicated. But essentially, I just try to toe the line and believe what I believe and and hold the same like bar for how I expect and want them to live their lives, regardless of what they say, because they they say all kinds of things. And I, I respect their thoughts and feelings and opinions. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, hey, just just know you have to function. You have to work hard. You have to respect other people. <laughs> real basic shit (laughs) like being a like kind adult in the world and the other rest will figure it out you know gotcha gotcha I think for me, and I don't know if this comes out of Mazzy, my Mazzy experience, or what really, I think that in my heart of hearts, my main goal has always been that my children love Jesus. But how I've gone about that is very different than what is prescribed to make or to lead a child towards Jesus. Right. And so when I would think about it, I would think obedience is great, but there's no obedience without love. Like I don't, I'm not interested in Jesus just to listen to the rules obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm 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 interested in Jesus because he loves me mm-hmm. you know and so in my house that's always been king for me is 
relationship. Mm-hmm. More so, like, we don't talk a ton about God in my house. Mm-hmm. We don't really, like, I've never made my kids memorize Bible verses. And I feel somewhat ashamed to even admit that because <laughs> it's such a part of Christian Parenting 101, like the memorization stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've never done that. And I've only ever made sure that they know that there's nothing they can do or say, and that's not always simple, that will separate me from them or loving them, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I'm successful at that, then they had a representation of God in their midst, and if they ever want to investigate God on their own terms, then they will have that base. That's kind of it for me. And currently, one of my children is agnostic. One is Mazzy, so I'm not quite (laughs) sure what. <laughs> relationship with Jesus is playing out like in a concrete way right now. Um and then my other child I think has a relationship with God, but we haven't like nailed down the specifics. And I don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just feel like it's all okay. It's mm-hmm. all okay. And I feel like one of the articles that you'd sent me was about parenting in a dark world. Mm-hmm. And to me, like I read that And I think if you're a Christian parent and you are worried about outside influence and the state of the world, you're in a fucking shit jungle right now out there. (laughs) Like, I I mean, how could you let your child out the door if you were afraid of the world Mm -hmm. right now? Well, I feel like when I read that article, I felt like I've heard that article a million times. Okay. Since... I feel like Christians have been talking about the fallen world, don't be of this world kind of scripture mentality. And I, it was always confusing to me because I didn't grow up in the church. So I've always been like, I am the world. You know what I mean? There was a huge part of me that always felt like die to self, die to any everything you know, and, and follow Jesus and be like this, separated from the world and behave this way. And it's never worked. It's never worked for me because I it, it can't work. We live in the world, <laughs> you know? If you want to be completely separated from the world, then you're going to have to leave the world. Absolutely. Like heaven's gates are opening up. Right. And you're up there. Or I'm in an Amish community that's completely cut off from the world. But you're still not. It's an allu- It's a delusion. You can try. You can try to separate yourself 100%. But the reality is you're in it. And your kids are in it. And your kids are in it. And you might like retire and be happy on your farm and never like do anything but read by candlelight for the rest of your life. <laughs> I don't care. But your kids... That, I mean, maybe they'll be like, this is great. Or maybe they might be interested in the things the world has to offer. (laughs) You know, I feel the fiery flames underneath our feet just a little bit. Because what we're talking about, people, we sound like the biggest heretics to people. Oh my gosh. But see, I I don't think we are heretics because... We're not! Here's the thing. Like, God's main verse and the one that people put on posters and take everywhere is God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? Mm -hmm. God loves the world. Mm -hmm. He loves 
humanity. Mm -hmm. He loves people. And to look at the world and just call it darkness or has nothing to offer your children, like it's so, it's so fear-based. It is. Those articles are so based in fear, fear of themselves, fear, fear of what? I mean, just like they're afraid of everything. Yeah. It's like wanting and reaching cons constantly for control. Yes. And I think both of us have said in our past with parenting is we were, I mean, essentially just totally trying to control our children and you can try all you want, but you won't have total control of your children. Good ever. luck. Good luck. Humans, human beings cannot be controlled by other human beings. No. Even if it's in love. No. We can, we can manipulate, we can try our, our damnedest, but it doesn't work. No. And I don't think that that means like going to the other extreme and saying like, do whatever you want. You know, they, they need our guidance. They need our wisdom. They need our love. And I think we can offer that and still not sit, dictate what thought and every behavior needs to look like and be. Right. But that is really controversial in the Christian world because it's dictated a lot about controlling your own self, your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and doing it for your children's well-being as well. Right. <sighs> it's tiring. <laughs> it's tiring to talk about it because it's consumed so much of our lives trying to figure this out and do it well because it's so important to us to be good parents. And it's really hard when you watch your children suffering. It's, it's also for me, it's really difficult to not feel responsible. But if I really believe in my heart of hearts that they are their own person and that I am loving them as best I can, then it's going to be okay, you know, but I have to let go of trying to control that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that parenting is that process of understanding that you don't control the person that was born to you. Mm -hmm. You know, there was this one woman once I was talking with who was like beside herself because her daughter was going away to college and she was moving across the nation. And the woman was just like, she couldn't handle it. And in my mind, I was like, oh, this is, this woman is doing at 18 what, what I experienced when Mazzy was born. When I first met Maz, I had to reckon like I, I had to reconcile that the person that I'd given birth to was not what I thought mm. and that I had no control over that. Because if I could have, I would have wanted her to be typical mm -hmm. because I could have understood that. Right. You know? But I had no choice but to say, this is what God has decided for this person, and this is what's happening to me. And the idea of your children are what you make them, it's not true. It's not true. You know, they are their own entity, and you have to figure out how to love them, mm -hmm. you know? We just need to take a minute and soak in what you just said, okay. because it's really powerful. Okay. Like, it makes me want to cry, oh. because it's so, it's so very true, and you got that lesson really quick. And First it takes baby. the rest of us so long first to minute. understand that and it was just like okay i just felt like i was on a different planet i can't imagine to be honest I but don't. i think all parents get to that point i mean if you lose a child god forbid if you your child is acting in a way that's so contrary to what you'd want for them mm -hmm. you know it's like we all have to get to a point where we're like this is a person that i've i've been given to love and it's just so hard mm -hmm. yeah i'm there now because yeah. my oldest daughter is I mean, I don't know if I'm really supposed to talk about this, like putting too much personal information out there, but she's 
been having a very difficult time with life for a long time. And she has her own set of disabilities and struggles, but it's incredibly hard to not want to control her, to fix her, to make her like everybody else in some weird way, because I just want her to not experience pain and loss. But I mean, it may be um, really simple of me to say this, but something that my ex-husband has always said once he went into recovery was you need to into like 12-step recovery is you and I also learned going to Al-Anon for many years is that you can't control other people and when you try to you are bypassing you're excluding them or hindering them from an experience that they may need Mm -hmm. because like if you live with an alcoholic you can try and get all the liquor out of the house you can try every avenue you can think of to try to fix them or help them yeah but what's really going you don't know what their journey needs to look like to get to a place where they want to stop drinking right and it's pretty much the same with parenting like you need to let them make mistakes and have failures along with their successes and their positive experiences they have to be able to go through their experience that they that is going to be their life yeah and you cannot try you can try but you cannot control what it's going to look like for them no. and you don't know what their journey needs to be right but or who else needs to meet them you know like what impact they're going to have on the people they meet in those situations you don't know and it's it's hard to, to be a parent that really cares and loves and wants the best for and you see them on a path that you think is really terrible and maybe have it may have a terrible ending but life is what it is and you can only love them through that and be there for them as and that's it and that feels like nothing sometimes Mm. that feels like a bad parent in some Mm. circles others would probably look at me and, and call me a bad parent because I'm not doing a b or c of what they think I need to be doing oh I know that's true for me yes you do So it's a wild ride. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's pretty unique that so many of our peers at this age also have teenage kids and we're all fumbling around along like slowly understanding what it looks like as it as our parenting world evolves into having young adults yeah but they're you know i just i gotta talk for a minute about the idols you know like the people that you look at and it just looks so great and perfect because i i like have such a love for some families and i just assume it's so great but that's such bullshit it's it's so hard for everyone it actually it is, is. It really i don't is. know anybody i don't know anybody like the most confident capable successful children in terms of like how you could quantify a successful child yeah they have i know their personal stories of what they've dealt with in their life and it's never looked like the uh, evangelical church let's just say that right yeah. well and because it's so people much are people well it's so much bullshit in the evangelical church when your parent is constantly feeding you bible stories and then they're such a dick yeah you know or they're hearing like you can't do x y and z and then they see their parents doing x y and z it's like such you lose all credibility and god seems meaningless and then your whole fucking childhood seems meaningless yeah you know and so i would rather be the extreme of where i don't talk about god but you actually saw god in my life but i didn't 
jam it down your throat. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. One thing that happened to me when I was a teenager and first coming into the church was I had this friend that I hung out a lot with and I loved her parents. They were really kind and cool and I just really liked them. But this church was really super conservative. So there was no drinking, no like secular music allowed, all that kind of stuff. We don't know? play that in this house. <laughs> did you ever have a moment like that as a kid? Yeah, so many. I did too. Um, Not my house. No, not my house. <laughs> My parents had Christian friends and my brother brought over his boom box like in the 80s and played music and mm. the dad literally came in and told him to shut it off. They didn't play that kind of music in the house. Oh, dude, I have so many stories. When Matt and I were dating, we, we went to his house to go watch a movie with his dad and we watched, shit, I can't remember what it's called, but it's this movie with um Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. And she's a waitress. Okay. And I think, I, I think she's a waitress or something. There's like know. some weird restaurant or something. I want to say Scarface. Scarface. Is no, it Scarface? It's Scarface. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I even, I'm like thinking of Untamed Heart now with Christian Slater, but that's not it. Anyways, it was an R movie. And after the movie was over, Matt's dad said, we don't watch movies like that. Next time I want a G movie. And I was like, G? Um, I don't watch G movies. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was so uncomfortable and and shamed, like I did something wrong. And was I was so just shaming. trying to share this, so what shaming. I thought was a really beautiful story about redemption, because that's what it was. Right. But they had sex in it, and so... It's bad. Right. And so... Baby, bathwater, all of it, out. Well, I think that might be, like, um, a small example of that, but I think some Christian households, kids endure a lot, you know? Like, I knew one of the families that I knew when I first came into the church that they were, like, I thought they were great, and they were these perfect Christians or whatever, and then it came out later that he was hitting all of his kids, and his wife ended up divorcing him and it was just like I don't I think some kids experience such large extremes from what they're taught and what mm-hmm. they see that they're just like fuck it I don't want anything to do with the church you know yeah it, well there I've I think I've seen the duplicitness as well and I think in like apologizing for these parents which is what I tend to do a lot of times I think that they adhered to kind of a bar which I've seen a lot of Christians Christian parents do like you need to set the bar to a 10 and maybe your kids can get to a 5 but if you don't have the bar high then what they'll eventually meet up is going to be super low so set the bar way out way out of the ballpark and maybe they'll half halfway get there which is total and utter bullshit i know i'm like like the more <laughs> but i think that's kind of what they were thinking because i actually had a, another man that i really admired say that to matt and then matt told me uh-huh. and i just remember thinking so where's your 10 bar but <laughs> Just another experience in us trying to figure out how to be parents. Well, I think it's a larger Christian problem, you know? I think it is kind of central to what we're talking about. Most episodes in that um, Christians aren't able to uh, be honest about where they're actually at, and they want to present as if they are. There there could have been so many instances that that I can think of in retrospect where if the parents were real people, and talking about how they actually live and or struggles that they have could have really spoken to what life is actually like. Right, yeah. And how to maintain a relationship with God as your real self. Yeah. So that's all we got to say about that. Just love your damn kids and be honest. There you go. You can go throw in some Jesus here and there. Well, I mean, really just love Jesus yourself. And everything will be fine. You know? 
It's like it's not that complicated. <laughs> episode that wraps up another episode likes girls jesus liking girls rate review and subscribe (laughs) don't forget don't forget and uh we'll see you next time peace